Welcome to our very first edition of Ladies Who Leg Spin, our summer edition for the Ladies Who brand. We'll be using this platform each week to bring you engaging women's cricket content. And I'm Brittany Carter, sitting with me, the queen of this empire, Mary Kay. Welcome back, Mary Kay. How are you doing without the rugby league to keep you preoccupied? Thank you, Britt. It's uh, really nice to be here. And thank you for that lovely introduction. Um, I'm surviving quite well without rugby league, surprisingly. It's been really good to have a break. And there's been plenty of other sport to keep me entertained. So I was at the baseball last night cheering on the Sydney Blue Sox. I've been watching plenty of W League. And the uh, WBBL is only one week away. And I think uh, a, a positive for you, there's been less Parramatta scandals to worry about. <laughs> well, there has been, but last night, I'm not sure whether you saw that Adrian Proshenko at the Walkley Awards won an award for breaking the Parramatta Eels salary cap drama. So they were in the news a little bit last night, but I'm really confident with um, a new board, hopefully next year and a new CEO, that it'll be sky's the limit for the Eels. But onto cricket. Forget yeah. <laughs> the Eels, forget NRL. Let's take it back to the cricket, as you said. The Southern Stars earlier this week finished their 5-1 day international series against the South African Proteas. Australia won four of these games and drew the fourth in Coffs Harbour, which went down to the very last ball with Mooney and Villani combining to take a crucial run out in order to keep a tie. Plenty of drama in this series. What did you love most about it, Mary? So I think... I love seeing some of the individual performances. So Elise Perry was named player of the series. Um, I know everyone in Australia knows what an outstanding sports person Elise Perry is, but she really stood out in this series. So a couple of things that spring to mind for me is that she's heading into her 10th year of playing international cricket. Yeah. She's 26 years old and she's already been playing internationally for 10 years. She made a half century in every single game and is looking to equal her own record when the Southern Stars head to New Zealand later in February uh, for half centuries. Um I just thought she was incredible and a well-deserved player of the series. Very well-deserved. And I think she's become that consistent go-to player mm-hmm. for the Southern Stars. Uh, she is famous because she's that Jewish international person. You know, she did so well in soccer and cricket at one time. And now she's sort of backed off on the soccer and I think she's really found her stride in cricket. Mm-hmm. She's just been so consistent. I, I went down to Monica for the third game or second game, can't remember now, um, and she was on 95. There was a few balls left. I think there might have been an over. And Grace Harris was out there with her. And you could see that Grace Harris just wanted to rotate the strike, try and get those extras in, even though it was a bit dangerous, so that Elise Perry could get on strike and try and get that century that she's been trying to get. And I know, yeah. Perry was just so, you know, um, sort of, you know, hold back, you know, it's not safe, no. Uh, wait and you could just see that she was there for the team she didn't care about that number she would have been aware that she was close and she just let Grace Harris go about it and I have to say Grace Harris first ball she faced hit this superb ranch shot for four I'm so excited to see what she'll do in the WBBL um, but yeah she's just that consistent go-to person and not selfish either a very much a team player. Not at all. And I think that's the great thing about the Southern Stars. We can talk about Elise Perry, but there are a number of other players that had outstanding series as well. For me, Meg Lanning stood out. What about you, Britt? What other players for you stood out? I have to say, out? down at Canberra again, Meg Lanning, that she hit 134 
And it was just a batting masterclass in that was 24s. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine how many times the audience got up and cheered. Mm-hmm. And she's just such, it's just such a pleasure to watch her. And the way she captains the side, she just has such composure. She really reminds me of Stephen Smith. I think they both have that in common for mm-hmm. Australia. And someone else that really stood out for me was um, the two new young guns that have come into the side, Talia McGrath and also Amanda Wellington. So they were obviously brought into debut in the last two in Coffs Harbour mm-hmm. with the ICC World Championship all wrapped up. And, you know, there's a bit of room for some debutantes in there. Um, Talia McGrath didn't have such a great start at, for, to her career, but she did well in the Governor General's. And I think it's just going to be time and, um, you know, building up experience for her as she continues on representing Australia. Amanda Wellington, though, first ball she ever bowled for Australia took a wicket. And, and how incredible is that? What a perfect start. You can't write Like scoring start. a try on debut. Uh, she, she was phenomenal. And, I mean, in the Governor-General, she took two there as well. So um, both of those South Australian girls, I can't wait to see what they come up with for the strikers in the WBBL. And, yeah, I think there's great things coming for the Southern Stars. Um, uh, they've been great already. I mean... There's been a lot of talk lately about how much trouble Australian cricket is in. I sort of walk around with my heart expanding because I know how incredible the Southern Stars are. There was one point during this series where they were on a nine-game winning streak. I mean, that's outstanding. They are champions. They've got plenty of champions in their team, and I think they're just going to continue to go from strength to strength, especially with the support that Cricket Australia is now showing them, particularly in terms of pay. Something that was also really exciting about the series was South Africa. Mm-hmm. Now, they're ranked sixth in the world. And to come down to one game, having a tie with Australia, and there was you know two games where they only lost by two wickets or so, really superb form by mm-hmm. them. There were two players that really impressed me in their lineup too, and one was Sune Luz, who opened the batting in all the games. She was just Oh, she was so consistent too. So she made um, two half centuries and she took two to three. Oh, she took three, two wickets, three wickets and four wickets in three of the four games she played over here. So she's not signed up to the WBL yet, but I, Watch would, this space. I would be signing her up. Honestly, she was so consistent. Um, the other thing that was really impressive about South Africa was Marianne Cap, mm-hmm. who has just been announced is going to play for the Sixers alongside Dane van der Kirk this year. So she was, she didn't do that well with the ball this time round, but in the field, I can tell you just watching her from the sidelines, she's so fast. And that arm throwing it back to the bowler, it was incredible just watching her. I think it's going to be, you know, impressive that the Sixers have signed her and really impressive to see where those two South African girls go for them. Absolutely. Now, Britt, the Southern Stars have been incredible and I think that both Queensland and New South Wales will be very excited to have their Southern Star superheroes back for the WNCL final, which is happening very, very soon. So there are a couple of players that are returning. So we've got Beth Mooney, Grace Harris, Holly Furling and Jess Jonathan for Queensland and Alex Blackwell, Elise Perry, Alyssa Healy and Renee Farrell for New South Wales. What is your tip for the WNCL final, Britt? (laughs) I've I've thought this one out. It's a now, hard question. Yeah. Now New South Wales are going for their eighth, oh sorry, eighteenth WNCL title. Queensland are chasing their first. 
I'm going to go with experience, right? You look at these players coming back, Alex Buckwell, Elise Perry, Alyssa Healy, Renee Farrell, they've all got experience. They've been in this cricketing game for a long time now and at that representative level. Beth Mooney, superb player, um, pretty much single-handedly took Queensland to this final with her 146 she made. But, you know, Grace Harris, Holly Furling, Jess Jonathan, I just don't feel like they have that same sort of consistency and experience that New South Wales do. I mean, Holly Furling's been, you know, she's established herself as our new opening bowler for Australia. And Grace Harris, a big hitter, but really needs to work out how to play safe shots as well. Mm -hmm. She seems to just go for a total (laughs) under 10. And I, I love watching her, but at the end of the day, you've got to work out how to play those safe shots too. So... I, I, it's sort of hard to call, but I am going to take New South Wales side in this one. I just want to bring to everyone's attention what a dominant team this New South Wales team is, particularly because the state of origin hasn't been in New South Wales its favour <laughs> for a very long time. But So let's start off with their professionalisation. They are Australia's first professional domestic cricket team. So a big shout out to Lenleys for being another company that gets behind women's sport. Um, so this is the 21st time that this competition final will be played and New South Wales has qualified for every single decider since the competition started. I mean, that is basically dominance and it's a credit to that team that they're in their 21st final this weekend. Completely. And I mean, when you look at this season, the only time that Queensland and New South Wales faced up against each other, Queensland did win, but... New South Wales did not have Elise Perry. Mm-hmm. And as we've talked about at the start of this program, she is a huge factor in, you know, consistency, experience, winning. So I think with Elise Perry back in the side, you know, New South Wales. We've got it? Yeah, I think they've got it. Now, Britt, you're a cricketer as well. I want to ask you about the WNCL. And in a world that is so dominated now by the BBL and the WBBL in Australia, why is this competition still so important? It's super important because one day, in the, in the same way that tests do, they teach you how to be patient mm-hmm. and they teach you how to spend time out in the middle. T20 is all about the big shots and impressing the crowd. And, you know, if you go for a low score, doesn't really matter because you know, you've got next week to prove yourself. And there's so many fixtures happening in WEBL that you know, it's okay. It's not really going to matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, WNCL is much more of a mind game. Um, it's about how you compose yourself and how you can stick out those tough overs at the start and in the middle. And it's, it is really important to cricket. You know, it's that traditional form. Um, it's been going for such a long time. It's really important that we keep that going. And I'm glad to see that this is going to be live streamed this final because mm-hmm. not any of these games in the WNCL this year have been streamed, which has been a shame. And I understand that Cricket Australia is trying to do their best to get there. I really do. But if they want to keep the traditional forms going and reiterate how important they are, they need to be streaming them or broadcasting them in some way. I agree. And what time is that going to be streamed, Brit? Oh, don't put me on the spot, Mary. I'm not sure. I think the game might start about two. Okay, there we go. Let's say about two. We'll send out a tweet a little bit later on confirming exactly what time the WNCL final will be on and where you can tune in. And will we be seeing Maisie Gibson this afternoon? Oh, I hope so. Me too. I love her. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell we're Thunder fans. Yeah, big time. (laughs) There'll be no bias on the show though, right, Brit? Oh, maybe a little. (laughs) We'll try to be as balanced as we can. We'll try. Now, we're just going to play some audio for you, some impressive stuff coming out of Cricket Australia to ramp up the Southern Stars coverage and um, all that's happening on their tour. They played this really impressive little video about 
the appeal off. <laughs> um, so you're going to hear now from Amanda Wellington, Talia McGrath, Jess Johnson, and Renee Farrell at the end. <laughs> about that scream uh now amanda do you want to talk us through that scream it sounded like a a cat was dying or something that was my main focus um i just want to i don't know embarrass myself so maybe just get a little bit more like instead of being a cat maybe be a lion (laughs) what do you mean you're quiet I need earplugs. I just crossed the line. It was just in the zone. It was something took over me. Do you have an alter ego? I don't think so, but that was something different. Come at me, Scotty. Oh, look, the, the pressure was really on after T-Mac. Got confident after Wello, but uh, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. And you didn't fog your lifestyle sunnies up? No, they actually stayed intact. Everything is is going well. Oh, here we go. She's having a copy of me now. Mate, get your own appeal. Thank you, crowd. Thank you. See you, South Africans. I think we saw plenty of passion, plenty of aggression. The volume was there, which I was pleased about. And it was just that drama, the atmosphere that you created beforehand. So I think you're going to have to give it 10 and probably 0.01 just to finish it off. Yeah! <laughs> Still a little bit puffed uh, from the celebrations, but there you have it. Fast bowlers are winners. Thanks to Joey, 0.01 of a point, our way. Uh, thanks for all your support. Hope you enjoyed it. One for the fast bowlers, baby. One for the fast bowlers. Britt, thanks so much for sharing that with me. Uh, it's the first time that I've heard that appeal off and it really, really made me laugh. So for more great videos of the Southern Stars, be sure to head to Cricket Australia's website because there's plenty of great content there. Now, Britt, can you introduce our next guest because I'm really excited? It seems pretty appropriate that on our very first Ladies Who Leg Spin show, we chat with a prolific leggy. So our guest this morning is none other than Southern star Kristen Beams. Kristen, were you happy with the series win against South Africa? Oh, absolutely. I think for us, we've been building towards playing some really good cricket in the lead up to the World Cup. And, you know, to to go undefeated in a series is always a a pleasing result. And um, there were some great individual performances in there as well. So I think everyone's really happy with how we're going and it's great leading into the WBBL. What about your own form in the series? Uh, yeah, I'm pleased. I think um, it was nice to have a good series when we were away in Sri Lanka and people talk about the wickets turning a little bit more and being a bit friendly for, for spinners. So it was kind of nice to be able to put in some okay performances back home as well on our wickets, which maybe don't turn as, as much as they do overseas. So pretty pleased um, with that from my point of view. Kristen, you waited a long time to finally get your debut for Australia and you're obviously now relishing the opportunity I'm curious, what kept you motivated to keep pushing for that international berth? Um, I think I think well, I've always sort of felt like I've been a, a lot more determined than I have been talented, and I think that's probably been something for me that's really been a bit of a motto. And so I was always quite content that if I stuck at it for long enough, that something might come my way. And you know, I love playing cricket for Victoria, and um, that's a real passion of mine. So. Um, I think the enjoyment of, of playing and I've travelled overseas a little bit to play some county cricket as well. So I think I've had a, a really cool journey. And to be honest, I didn't think I was going to have the opportunity to play for Australia in the end. So when it came around, it was such a nice surprise. Well, we're so glad to see you play now. 
Kristen, the WNCL final today is happening between the Breakers and Queensland. Can we ask you who your tip is for that game? Oh, look, I think it's a great contest. I think there's there's a lot of Southern Stars players who are going to be playing on either side. So, look, I think it'll be a, a really good contest. But I think it's very hard to go past New South Wales from the point of view of having, you know, a team that knows how to win. Um, so I, my tip is New South Wales, but I think it'll be very, very close. While we're on the topic of WNCL, you're a proud Tasmanian, but yet you play for the Vic Spirit. Can you tell us how that happens? Yeah, unfortunately, when I was probably at an age where I really wanted to be playing National League, um, Tasmania weren't in the competition at that time. So um, it was a real challenge for me. And uh, Victoria were really great, reached out to, to perhaps have the opportunity to play some club cricket um, in Melbourne. And so I started flying in and out of, of Hobart. And um, I was very lucky. I worked for Cricket Tasmania at the time. And so I was flying in and out, uh, playing some club cricket for Essendon Maribyrnong Park, which I love. Um, and uh, had the opportunity to become a rookie for Victoria. And um, I sort of made my debut still living in Tassie um, and got dropped all in the one year. So um, I decided that I needed to, I sort of felt like I was in a bit of a crossroads and I either needed to sort of wait in Tassie and stick it out and hope that they would get a National League team or pack up my life and put it in the back of my car and end up in Melbourne, which which was the decision that I made. And um, I haven't looked back. Kristen, we need to be honest here before we get into this next line of questioning. So Alex Blackwell's become a very good friend of the show and she may have tipped us off with some background info info about you. So you can take some yeah. of these questions up with her later. We hear Thank that, you, Alex. We hear that you've been learning the guitar on tour. How's it coming yeah. along? What song are you learning to play at the moment? Uh, to be fair, I'm awful at the guitar. <laughs> um, I'm... I'm a lot more passionate about playing the guitar than I am talented. You're determined. Um, I'm very determined. Unfortunately, we have to share rooms as well. So um, I think I put Elise Villani through some tough days <laughs> with my bad play. Um, but Dave Bailey is our strength and conditioning coach, and, and he's a very good guitar player. So he's been giving me lessons on tour, which is definitely helping. But let's let's say that I'm probably just below beginner at this stage. Um, so it's not great, but I'm learning Come As You Are by Nirvana. That's one of my favourite Oh, songs. top so, song. I love that uh, song. Yeah, so at the moment we've got Come As You Are and we've got a bit of glycerine happening at the moment, but just very easy riffs. Um, but I've got ambitions that, you know, one day I might be able to do a little bit of busking on tour. Like, you never know. That's really cool, Kristen. <laughs> I used to play the guitar when I was younger and the first song I ever learnt was Freak by Silverchair because the riffs oh, are very brilliant. easy in that song. It's very easy, but... My family, I think, heard that song maybe 400 times as I was learning because it was really the only thing that I could play in the first instance. So that song's not allowed in our house anymore. <laughs> I totally know where you're at. I don't think Elise Villani will ever listen to Come As You Are by Nirvana. No. <laughs> She's turned off. Now, you're also a Triple J fan. Give us two songs you'll be voting for in the Triple J Hottest 100. Oh, it's so, so hard. Um, well, I can't, it's hard to name a song, but I'm really loving Olympia at the moment. Um, some great tracks um, from her. I think she's outstanding. Um, ooh, I just don't know that I want to commit. I take this my Triple J <laughs> voting really seriously. Like, I don't know how seriously you guys take it, but I'm like a get a 50 together and then get a 40 and then a 30 and a 20 and a 10. So... Um, I haven't put enough research in at this point, but okay. well, I'm who's going to take triple Who do you think is going to take out the top spot? That's even a harder question, Brittany. <laughs> that's, a, that's such a hard question. Well, unfortunately, I've got this theory that the number one song generally is a song that's a bit more poppy that makes it into like the top forty. So, yeah. um, I used to have a competition with with my housemates, and we used to try. Uh, we used to have a competition to see who could get a song in the ninety to a hundred. 
because we said that that was just the ultimate compliment because it wasn't a mainstream song that everyone was voting for, but it was good enough to make the 100. So um, you should get on that. See if you can get one between 90 and 100. That's the magic. That makes a lot of sense. Now, Alex has also tipped us off that you're a keen fisher. Is that something you like to do to take your mind off cricket? Yeah, absolutely. It's something that I did a lot with my dad when I was a kid and um, and I enjoy it just for getting out of the water and just having some time to relax. I think we spend a lot of time traveling and moving around and, and concentrating on playing cricket. And so to be able to switch off is a really cool thing. Um, Alex and I did have a chartered trip in New Zealand when we were there last in Mount Monganui, which um, I'm not sure if she told you, but she nearly landed a big kingfish, which was amazing. Right. Um, we actually blame the guy that was um, our, our amazing guy who... <laughs> took us out on the boat he actually missed hooking it in right at the last second but um so we we like to maybe try and get a little fishing trip in on tours when we can um so al and i probably both love our fishing and, and getting out on the water it's, it's a great way to relax and um you know we still talk about this story about the the one that got away with Alex's <laughs> so i think cricketers like telling a story as well Kristen, uh, we know that you're based in Victoria now. Uh, do you have an AFL team and how are you feeling about the new AFL women's competition coming up? Oh, yes. I'm, I'm a big AFL fan. Um, I support Geelong um, for men's footy, I say now, um, but I'm supporting the Western Bulldogs in the, awesome. the women's uh, One of my teammates, Emma Carney, who um, I play cricket with for Essendon Cricket Club, Victoria, the Melbourne Stars, and um, she's, she was one of the priority picks, um, which she's an amazing individual who works full-time as a teacher and represents both sports at the highest level, which I think is just the most amazing thing. So um, I will be buying a membership for the Western Bulldogs. Oh, well done. We played a bit of audio from the Southern Stars appeal off just before, but we've heard you've actually got the best wicket celebration in the team. Why do you think Alex has nominated <laughs> you for that one? <laughs> I'm firstly, I'm glad for everyone that I wasn't on the video and I wasn't around for that. Um, I think it's important. She I did mention that you, you weren't a fan of um, the way your face reacts when you, you do take out that celebration. Well, you know, I'm a big fan of the media, but unfortunately for me, every time there's an article or anything where my name is mentioned, there's a very angry appeal face that appears <laughs> as the photo to that article. Um, which I like to think that there must somewhere out there be some nice photos of me playing cricket, but apparently not. Um, but I like to think that my, I keep telling everyone and no one believes, but I think that my appeal is actually involuntary. So I think that whatever it is, when I get a wicket, I'm so excited that it just turns into this thing that, that people keep talking about. But it's, it's kind of a bit like a running backwards, a yell, a double fist pump. And <laughs> that um, sounds like it would have won of, the competition. You should have gone in. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I didn't for everyone's sake because no one <laughs> needs to see that. But um, my teammates do sort of think it's quite funny. Um, but I keep saying that I don't even know how or why I do it, but I just do it. And I'm not, never going to apologize for it because every time you get a wicket for Australia, you should absolutely just go off because it's the most amazing thing. Absolutely, you should. You're in the moment. You can make whatever face you like as far as I'm concerned. Thank you. I think you guys need to just give me a pump up on that because I think I cop a lot uh, from my teammates on my bad appealing. No, we've got your back. Don't worry, Kristen. Now, you've also signed on for a second season with the Melbourne Stars and the WBBL. What are you most looking forward to about the second instalment of the competition and who are some players that we should keep an eye out for in the Stars? Oh, yeah, great question. Uh, look, I think I'm really looking forward to it. The first year was a bit of an unknown and we were kind of thrown together and it all happened really quickly and we were so lucky at the Melbourne Stars. There's a, a fantastic setup there and it's 
you know, we are one team and, um, you know, the CEO, Clint Cooper, has done a great job in making sure that both the men's and the women's teams are treated completely equally. Um, so the, the team's travelling to New Zealand next week, the men's and the women's team together, which wouldn't happen very often. And, um, you know, it's a great atmosphere and, you know, it's been a great club atmosphere to be a part of. And I think for this year, it's, it's us, you know, we've had some new players come into that side and we've now learned over a, a season of how each other plays. And, you know, I think our best cricket is in front of us now. And um, some players to watch, I think for me, uh, you can't go past Mona Nilsson, who's the number one ranked T20 bowler in the world. Um, bowls left arm orthodox spin, but can open the bowling in the power play and, you know, bowl the last over for you um, at the death. I mean, she's an amazing talent from New Zealand. You can't go past our skipper. There's a reason she's the number one ranked T20 batter in the world. Um, and I think for me, another leg spinner who would be um, definitely worth looking out for is Alana King, who um, was playing for the Melbourne Stars last year, picked up her first contract and then has had the opportunity to make her debut for Victoria this year. And is in really good touch, gives the, the ball a lot of spin, turns it big. And, you know, I'm really hoping for her that she, she can have a really big WBBL campaign this year. Chris and Beams, thanks for chatting with us today. Good luck for the rest of the summer. We really look forward to watching you celebrate <laughs> those wickets <laughs> in the WBBL uh, and we look forward to having you back again. No problems. Maybe I'll bring the guitar and we'll play some music next time. Oh, I'd love it. Superb. This is I'm super excited to introduce you to our newest segment called Around the Grounds. And that audio that you heard was from our friends at Cessnock Public School. Thank you to the girls cricket team for recording that for us. We absolutely love it. Now, the idea of this segment is we want to hear from you. So if you're playing cricket, if you're in a local cricket team that's doing something phenomenal, send it in to us so we can give you a shout out on our show. Now, Britt, tell us what's been happening this week. So the Cricket New South Wales under-18s female side won the national championships in Tasmania. But the most impressive part of this story is that they donated their leftover allowance money to the nearby shelter so that everyone could be fed for the night. So huge, you know, what a fantastic story. Thanks to the Kindness Factory and Kath Koshel for sharing that story. Speaking of Kath Koshel, we'd like to say a big congrats to Kath for winning the New South Wales Pride of Australia medal for 2016. The award is given to heroes nominated in each state's community and Kath has had a really hard five years in her personal life and still manages to put others first with her Kindness Factory program and work at Cricket New South Wales. Now, I've also got a shout out to the under-17s Castle Hill cricket team in New South Wales, a team that's close to my heart because I also live in the Hills District. Now, they've just won the Sixers Girls Cricket League Spring Premiership in both Division 1 and Division 2. I also want to mention Alana Hungerford, who just played her 100th match for the club. So she's been playing with the boys since the under-9s age group in the junior comp and now plays girls-only cricket in the afternoon. So she's in her sixth season and she's only 13 years old. Could she be a future Southern star? I've got my fingers crossed. <laughs> well done to Cricket Australia for joining forces with Netball Australia and the ICC to develop leaders in women's sport across the Pacific Islands. In early December, 20 women representing 13 different sporting organisations will come together to work on their leadership skills and to help impact the lives of young women and girls in their communities. So you can follow along with the program's happenings by liking the Pacific Women's Sports Leadership Program Facebook Facebook page. There are some fascinating stories of women featured there already and we highly recommend you check it out. So as we said, we really want to hear from you, our fantastic listeners. So if there's something happening, send it in to us. You can get in touch with us on Facebook. We're Ladies Who League on Twitter at Ladies Who League or email us at ladieswholeague at gmail.com. 
Britt, that's probably all we have time for today. Hasn't it been fun? It actually has been a lot of fun. I loved our chat with Kristen. What a character. You've got cricket today, Britt. Who are you playing? Uh, we'll be playing out at Campbelltown at Raby. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to that last game of the regular season before we head into the semis. Do you want to say mix up with the WNCL final before? It's on at 11. So everyone tune in, head to <laughs> cricket.com.au and live stream that game and get tweeting about it because it's going to be a fantastic match. Brett, are you watching any other sport this weekend? Tomorrow I'll be out at the One Dayer against mm-hmm. New Zealand for the men's. I'm most looking forward to this because um, our commentator at the ABC, uh, Jim Maxwell, will be coming back after um, spending some time away with an illness. So he'll be calling the very first over, I'm assuming, and um, I can't wait to see him back in action. I think it'll be a great time. Very exciting. I'm all sported out this weekend. I was at the baseball last night cheering on the Sydney Blue Sox. They've got a couple more games this afternoon. So they've got two games today and one game tomorrow. So if you're in the Blacktown area, make sure you head out to Blacktown International Sports Oval and uh, check out the Blue Sox. Britt, I've loved this first show. It's been a lot of fun. I hope you've all enjoyed it too. If you have enjoyed it and you're not subscribed, make sure you head to iTunes and, and subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you get in touch with us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. We're there to, to hear your stories and to hear your feedback and we'll be back next week. Britt, do you want to say goodbye? You've been listening to Ladies Who Legs Spin. Australia Ladies, ladies, ladies.